Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo. Welcome to Shedding Shackles. Today's topic is joy and spontaneity. And now here's your Shedding Shackles host, Roland Trujillo. My name is Roland. The program is called Shedding Shackles. Today, I'm going to do what I've been doing now for many years. I put the microphone on and I start to talk. And Lord willing, something good will come forth. You see, good comes into the world spontaneously, almost as if it came out of nowhere. It doesn't come from nowhere. It comes from somewhere, but it comes it comes from another dimension. We have analogies that I could give you. For example, let's take happiness or joy. It comes in the oddest moments when you least expect it. There it is, and you laugh or you're happy, and it was spontaneous. How many of you have, for example, been gonna? You were gonna go on a vacation and you overplanned. You planned everything and it didn't. It wasn't so good. And then maybe you just made a spontaneous trip somewhere and it was an absolute delight. Well, that's the way joy is and that's the way goodness is. It comes into the world seemingly from nowhere and it's good. And there it is and you see it and then you know that goodness exists. There's a joy you experience it, and you know that joy exists. It's beautiful. Where does it come from? I was listening to an audio about the beginning of the universe. And this man, this very brilliant, brilliant man, said that in the beginning, the Bible tells us there was the void. And what what was the void, or what is the void? It's nothing, absolute nothing. And it's black. Absolute black, the blackest black you could possibly imagine. And then God said, let there be light. And there was light. It was like, you see, that was the singularity or part of the singularity intense heat, maybe. I think there was intense heat because you know what? Light contains both light and warmth, doesn't it? It illuminates and it also warms. So it was an intense light coming from intense heat, and it put light into the void. Now, Something else was necessary, though, and it was the background field, or the background gravity field. Zero-point energy, if you want to call it that. It was like lines of force that went out from this singularity. Lines of force in every direction, every direction, going winding round and round with precession, creating an ever-expanding spherical universe. 
And the boundary of the universe, wherever it is out there, far away, it's a giant sphere. And all of the galaxies and stars are inside of it. And there's a membrane, there's a boundary, and outside of the boundary is the void. The void. So there was this light, this bright heat and light. And the light leapt forth from the white, bright singularity. It leapt forth and traveled on lines of force in every direction. If you want to see something like that now, then all you have to do is uh, strike a match. You could go into a dark room, like you're, you know, like in our house, we have a partial bath downstairs. You know, it has a sink and it has a toilet, if you'll pardon the word, but there's no window. It's just a little, it's like for guests. If you had guests visiting, they wanted to go wash their hands before dinner or something like that. That's what it's for. So anyway, you close the door and it's pitch black. Well, if you get a nice match and strike the match and hold it up, then instantly light disseminates in all directions, spreading out in all directions from that singularity. It's beautiful. So I just want you to see. Now, what's the difference between it and the original one? Well, of course, it's a difference in kind and magnitude. But also, you see, the lines of force are already there. In the beginning, the lines of force came out from that singularity, but now the lines of force are going in every direction. So a line of force is going into the point, you know, where the where the flame is, it goes in, you know, one from one angle and comes out the other. The lines of force are going in all directions, every single direction, left, right, up, down, at every possible angle. And the light then disseminates and it's carried on those lines of force. It's carried by the background field at 186,000 miles a second it's carried forever. It's fantastic. So anyway, there's light. There is light that God created. Now what is the purpose of light? Well, it is a gift. It's a gift from God. He gives us this, the gift, and then because of the light that shines upon everything, we can see his wonderful creation. And we are in awe of our Creator. And it gives glory to God. Yes, the light gives glory to Him because by the light we see His creation. And we marvel at His handiwork and His genius and His goodness and light also gives warmth. Now, what I just want you to see very simply is that, you know, there's the old debate, well, is light a particle or is it a wave? Well, you know what? I think that light is actually of a more refined spiritual substance and it comes from another dimension. Now this now here's the other thing that this this man said. He said that the void is nothing. Nothing. 
Nothing can come out of this void because it's nothing. But when this singularity appeared, suddenly it was there. Where did it come from? It didn't come from the void. It came from somewhere else. From another dimension it came. And so I think that light is from another dimension. It's from God. It's a gift. And when it comes into this dimension, this physical universe, it has a certain substance. It's not nothing. It's something. And so we, we call it a photon. But it also is carried forth. At 186,000 miles a second, it's carried. And so there's some kind of a wave there, a perturbation of the, of the pre-time field. And this perturbation spreads out. You know, like if, if you dropped a little stone into a pond, then you would see beautiful concentric waves going out in all directions. Well... Maybe this little, these little waves go out in all directions. They go with the light. The light, the light surfs. The light surfs. You've, you've probably seen videos of people surfing, like in Hawaii or somewhere where there's big waves. You see them on the wave. Here they come on their surfboard, and the wave is carrying them along. Well, that's it. That's light. There it is. There's light. Whatever, it, whatever light is. This marvelous, mysterious, magical thing. There it is on its surfboard, and it's on the wave. Well, so there is a wave there, but the wave is not light. So this idea that light is a wave and the photo is a wave, no. It's carried by the waves. And, you know, I'm sure there's much more that could be said about it, but right now we'll just keep it very simple and say that. But now, I want you to see that light is a substance. Now, here's an analogy. I was thinking about this this morning love. Whatever love is, yes, real love, not phony love, not false love, not pretend love, not false compassion, not sensuous love, but real love. You know, like a, a parent for the child. Real love. It's something, isn't it? Love is something. It's not nothing. It's something. And when it's there, it's something. Now, this love, I'm trying to make an analogy and saying that light is something like that. It's something. It's not nothing. But what is love? Where does it come from? Does it come from, from uh, atoms? And, and does it come from molecules and substances and chemicals? No. No. It's something. It's almost otherworldly, isn't it? And how is it carried? Well, can you hear love in someone's voice? You can. A voice can be the, the medium for the love. So the medium in this case would be sound waves. So here come the sound waves, and they strike your ear, and you can hear love. Love in the sound wave. So the sound wave carries the love, but the love is not the wave. 
And love is not a particle. What is it? It's, but it's something, isn't it? So I want you to ponder that. And perhaps in pondering it, you can realize the mystery. You know, Einstein said, there's two ways to live. You can live like everything is, is a miracle, or you can live life like nothing is a miracle. Well, Einstein, he had the eyes of a little child. He saw the magic. Everything is magical. God's magic. And so he created love, and he found a way to put it into the universe, into the physical universe. Isn't that amazing that he could do that? See, if you take rocks and boulders and pieces of wood and iron and different uh, molecules, there's no love there. How are you going to get love into all of that? How are you going to get love into flesh and blood, into molecules? And how did God do it? It's, a, it's amazing. It's magic, but he put love in it. And there it is. He put love in it. Shedding Shackles provides answers for the issues that are closest to you. Do you have a comment or a question? If so, email Roland at Roland at SheddingShackles.com That's Roland at SheddingShackles.com Or call the listener call-in line at 510-455-8851 That's 510-455-8851 This program is a labor of love. I buy the airtime to bring you this special message. Be sure to check out our many free resources at SheddingShackles.com. That's very beautiful. So God created love. You know, I was reading this morning. I was thinking about light. So I went online and I was looking and there was a NASA you know, NASA puts out a lot of wonderful things, beautiful pictures for, of the universe that were taken from the um, satellites and so on. And it has articles. They have scientists, many scientists there. But anyway, they said that, that uh, talking about light, it is created near at the center of the sun. They're talking about the sun now. It's created, a photon is created at the center of the sun when when two atoms fuse, it's fusion, and the two become one, and there's a, a light. And then the light works its way to the surface, and then from the surface it emanates at 186,000 miles a second out. But now here's the thing. Can you see the analogy when two people come together, and then there's a new life? There's the conception of a human being. Now, the human being is not just the sperm and the ovum. There's an essence there that God puts in at the moment of conception, or it's there just before the moment. 
And there's the human being. It's beautiful. God created life. Just as he creates light, the fusion of two atoms under intense pressure and heat, and suddenly there's light. And when two people come together, then suddenly there's conception and there's new life. It's very beautiful how he does these things. Well, I hope that this will get you thinking a little bit about your Creator as you go about your your daily activities, driving and working and whatever you do, going for a walk, gardening, whatever you do, that you sort of have with you a little thought of your Creator and the marvel of light and of His creation. Welcome, everyone. The program is called Shedding Shackles. And this program is not uh, going to be a big seller. You know, it's not going to have millions of listeners, but it's for a few people who appreciate something that helps to wake them up to realize. And so hopefully that's what this program will do for you. Now, I wanted to mention something about light. Continue talking about light. I want you to see, look, if you go, remember I was telling you earlier about uh, the half bath that we have downstairs? And there's no window. It's just a little half bath so the guests can wash their hands if they're visiting. So we have this little half bath. If, if I go in there and I close the door, then it's totally dark, Okay. All right, so you close your eyes, you go into this kind of a bathroom, or you can go into your own bathroom, or you can just take, you know, if you're sitting somewhere quietly right now, on your sofa or in a chair or at the office, you know, just sitting in the lunchroom or whatever. You can put your palms delicately over your eyes and cover them so it becomes dark, totally dark. In other words, no outside, you know, light is coming in. And then look at the inside of your eyelids and what do you see? You are gonna, you're going to say, well, I don't see anything. Oh, yes, you do. You see a delicate glow of light, a delicate little patterns of light, little pixels of light, probably moving around, or maybe still, but there they are, little delicate pixels of light you can see. It's a warm glow on the inside of your eyelids. Do you know what that is? That's spiritual light. And light is light. It's a real thing. And I said that love is a real thing. Love is not nothing. It's something. And light is not nothing. It's something. And when you close your eyes and you look at the inside of your eyelids, you see little pixels of light. And that is light. It's not nothing. It's something. And what is that? It's illuminating your inside. You see, inside, you have like a universe inside. You have all the, your brain cells, they're like stars. Millions of them, billions of them, like a universe. And there is light shining 
When you close your eyes, you can see that spiritual light. And it illuminates, it enlightens. It gives you intuition and foresight and hindsight and realizations and understanding and wisdom and love. All of those are contained in that light when you receive it, but you have to receive it. You have to receive it with joy and a willingness to know the truth. See, what is what is light? make you aware of. It makes you aware of truth. You see things the way they are. Just like sunlight, you see things. Well, spiritual light shines within. And you can see and you can understand. And that light shines in your inside. And it gives light, special light, a special energy, love energy to your whole body. And then you can go out in the world and then you can express this love with your face, with a gesture, with your words. But what do most of us express before the time of enlightenment, before you seek truth sincerely and find it, and find this inner light and love it and walk in it? Until that time, you walk in darkness, don't you? You walk in the eerie light of your imagination. You always are escaping into your imagination. And down in your imagination, thoughts talk to you. And you think they're your own thoughts. But where do they come from? They come from what's on the other side of your imagination and your mind. On the other side is the void. That's right. On the one side, you have the shining light. The shining light! But on the other side is the void. And that's where the dark thoughts come from, the void. So, if you're not in walking in God's light, if you don't love his light, if you're not interested in truth, if you want to be God and play God instead of knowing God. See, most of us want to play, want to play God. We want to be God. We want people to worship us. We want people to admire us. We become angry if anybody looks at us funny. If anybody doesn't see us in a good light, we immediately become angry and hateful. That's right. So that's really not a very nice way of existing, is it? But if you could get your ego out of the way and realize that you're not God, that's all. You're not God. And stop trying to play God. And eat humble pie a little bit, but don't resent it. See, res resentment is resistance. What do we resist? Mostly we resist the truth. We resent the truth. See, if somebody doesn't see you in a good light, actually what they're probably seeing is the truth. You're not that great of a person. Yeah, you're a little bit phony. You're a little bit dishonest. You're a little bit sneaky. And yet you pretend to be good and pretend to be nice. So, you know, if you have a kid and the kid is sees you for what you are, then what do you do? You slap him around. You put him down. You use your, your devilish cleverness that comes up from your imagination to... Make it appear like he's wrong, like he's bad. That's right. So I think it's time that you that you start to look for your creator and realize that God is God and you're not God. That would be a very nice realization on your part. It might be a little painful to your ego. But then where did this ego pride come from? Well, you inherited it. So you can't even take credit for it. So you're always trying to take credit for everything. And when things go wrong, you blame yourself. 
See, even that's another ego trip. So stop blaming yourself. Realize that your ideas aren't your own. The ego pride that you have, you didn't give yourself that nature. It came down to you generation to generation. And so basically what you are is a, a big nothing, just reflecting what's been spoon-fed into you and programmed into you and given to you and you got by inheritance. So there you are, a big nothing. Okay, so just be a nothing for a while. Don't resent being a nothing. Maybe God can make you into a something. If you want to become a something of God, you have to become a nothing. But don't try to make yourself into a nothing. That would be another ego trip. So just see all of that. And instead of sitting around feeling sorry for yourself and trying to make everybody think you're a wonderful person when you're really not a wonderful person, just knock it off. Let your hair down. Do your work. Do your duty. And quietly begin to ponder the mystery and the marvels all around you. Look at other people. Instead of hating them, instead of judging them, just watch them and marvel. Don't say, this is a nice person, that's a terrible person, he's good, she's bad. Stop making all these judgments. Stop naming everything. Here's a table, there's a chair, there's a coffee cup, there's a pen. Stop trying to play God, naming everything and judging everything. Just observe, stand back, and just watch things like when you were a little child. Stop trying to be a big God controlling everything. You, you remember The Wizard of Oz, especially the original one with, with Judy Garland, remember? Do you remember toward the end of the movie, finally, there was The Wizard of Oz? He stood behind this curtain and he pulled these levers and he made this big light show and sound show that scared everybody. I'm the great Wizard of Oz. And Dorothy's little dog Toto went and <laughs> pulled on the curtain and pulled the curtain back and there was this little, this little old man pretending to be the great Wizard of Oz. He was just a little man. So that's the way you've been. You've been pretending to be this great person, taking responsibility on yourself and then blaming yourself and one ego trip after another. So just knock it off. Just go about your business. Become like a little child again. If there's something you can enjoy, enjoy it. If you see something that's kind of neat, see that it's kind of neat and just it, and enjoy it. And if something's not so good, then don't hate it. Just see it and see the clouds and the blue sky and the flowers. Have you seen this summer? I've never seen so many flowers in all my life as this summer. I think this has been one of the most wonderful springs and summers for flowers. I don't know if you agree with me, but it seems like there's more flowers, beautiful flowers blooming. So see them, appreciate them, and just enjoy them. Don't try to take a picture of them or cut them off or analyze them or name them. Just see them and appreciate them. Until next time. Lord willing, and the creek don't rise. I'll see you then. Bye-bye. You have been listening to Shedding Shackles with your host, Roland Trujillo. Now you can listen to Roland anytime by logging on to www.sheddingshackles.com. You'll find lots of free, helpful information, and you can also order materials or make a donation by using your credit card. Once again, the web address is SheddingShackles.com. Please remember that Shedding Shackles is listener-supported. Thank you. Shedding Shackles.
is sponsored by Roland Trujillo.